Nick Duncan, the treasurer of the Blake Society, stands on a park bench in Bunhill Fields and looks at the sea of faces before him. There's a little more than the 50 or so people we were expecting, he says, somewhat nervously. Those at the back of the vast crowd before him struggle to make out what he is saying. There is no microphone or public address system. No one had thought they would be necessary. It is the 12th of August 2018 and the 191st anniversary of the death of the 18th century poet, artist and printer William Blake. Blake was the author of such famous poems as The Tiger and illuminated books such as Jerusalem, but during his lifetime he was mocked, ignored and pitied. He was written off as crazy, as much for his disturbing work as for his claims to see and converse with angels. After a lifetime of near poverty, he was buried in a cheap, unmarked grave at the Bunhill Fields Dissenters Graveyard in London, and the exact position of his remains was forgotten. Nearly two centuries later, the religious and political turmoil that fed his work has passed into irrelevancy. What could such a figure have to offer us here in the 21st century? Why would anyone care about William Blake now? Yet here I am, drawn to this spot along with many hundreds of others, to witness the unveiling of Blake's new grave marker. Recent detective work has convincingly pinpointed the location of his remains, and the Blake Society has raised money for a memorial, a flat piece of Portland stone, carved by the stonecutter Leda Cordozo Kindersley, and set into the grass rather than standing tall like a gravestone. The unveiling was not ticketed, and there was no charge to attend. It was barely advertised. I heard about it from a tweet by the Blake Society, which gave details of the time and place, along with words, all are welcome. Who could predict, in this modern age, how many people would assemble to witness the reveal of a new grave marker for a long-dead Georgian poet? Who would have expected the arrival of such huge crowds. Looking around at the people who felt compelled to attend, I am struck by how hard to categorise they are. They seem to come from every sector of society. I see an elderly gent in a barber jacket and flat cap standing next to a teenage girl in a Metallica t-shirt. There is a lot of white hair, but there is pink hair also. The crowd seems to be roughly equally male and female, with a greater mix of ethnicities than I had expected. Small children run around the edges while room is made for frail and elderly people who have made the effort to be here. Famous faces are scattered throughout the crowd. I realise with a shock that I am facing Philomena Kunk, also known as the comedian Diane Morgan, and I think I briefly see the actress Zoe Wanamaker. I try to recall if I have ever been part of such a genuinely diverse crowd, because there is something unreal about seeing this collection of people together. It feels like we have been assembled for the purposes of an advert, and that the crowd has been deliberately engineered to exploit a half-remembered nostalgic ideal. We are in the middle of the Brexit years, a time of cultural and political division. The tribes don't mix like this anymore. And yet... Here we all are. As the Blake Society declared, all are indeed welcome. 